Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix on RNIB Connect Radio. If you've just joined us, then a very warm welcome to the programme. Now, it's that time of week again. I'm joined by the fabulous, gorgeous girl gone blind, Maria Johnson. How are you this week, Maria? I'm great. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Oh, and well-deserved, of course. How are you? Oh, just fine, just fine. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good this week, thanks. Very good. Very excited about our topic, actually, that we're going to be speaking about because we're talking about my favourite subject, which is, of course, food. Oh, I love food. Maybe a little bit too much over the last few years. Um, Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Just Mm -hmm. saying. Um, But yes, we're talking about food in regards to, you know, when you go out dining. And and I don't know about you, Maria, but when I first lost my sight, I was really, really conscious about eating in public. Absolutely. That is one of my biggest, biggest issues is what do I look like eating at, say, a restaurant or a cafe? Uh, because it's it's a definitely a different world for me now. Absolutely. Well, it's really funny, actually, because obviously, you know, I've had 20 years of eating out in public and it doesn't bother me at all now. And people will say to me, you know, you eat so daintily. I mean, you just it, it, you're so ladylike when you eat. And honestly, Maria, you know, it's not to do with the fact that I'm deliberately putting little bits on my fork. It's just, I, if I could get bigger bits on my fork, I would. It's just I'm misjudging. Um, so people think I'm very polite and, and very well-mannered. But actually, if I could pick up a whole steak with my fork and shove it all in my mouth, I would. You know, I should learn a lesson here from you with that because I haven't learned that trick yet. And I do look like the, the monster trying to eat, you know, anything off of her plate on any shape or size. Inevitably, you know, I have a fork and and the hand comes into play at some point like a claw. I have not perfected the dainty blind girl way of eating it yet. (laughs) No way. I'll tell you what I did, Maria, which um, was largely thanks to my mother, to be honest, uh, when I first lost my sight. She took me out a lot to cafes during the day for lunch and uh, she would make sure that I was facing the wall. Now, I don't mean I was the only person facing a wall in a restaurant, but we would go and sit and maybe in a corner table and she would make sure that I wasn't sitting facing out to the restaurant. So nobody would be able to see me. I would sit and I would practice with cutting and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the more we did it the more used to it I I became and uh, I slowly started moving around that table to the point where I was facing the restaurant and it didn't bother me anymore so it, it was practice it definitely takes practice and you know losing my sight at a later age you know I've been cutting up my food and all of that for many 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 years including my children's and everything else but when it came to um, doing it with low vision it's I think I can see a little bit of it but maybe not enough and you do misjudge quite a bit you know I will order something and think no big deal and truly It is difficult for me. I'll never order a wedge salad. No way. It has to be kind of a chopped salad of sorts. I don't even want just a regular green salad because inevitably there is huge leaves of romaine in there. And, you know, I can't tell. And meanwhile, you know, you're shoving you're shoving it in with your fork like it just keeps going like a magic trick. It's like scarves. It just never ends. You know, it's this huge leaf and you're like, oh my gosh, is everyone staring at me? (laughs) But the other thing I won't order is a hamburger. Now, I gave up meat a few months ago, so I wouldn't order it anyway, but a hamburger or a sandwich of sorts, because nothing ever stays together. You cut it in half, 
thinking half of it's manageable. But things start sliding off. The bun isn't, you know, staying on. You grab it again. You haven't even grabbed the whole half a burger. And it's all over your hands. And it, it's a mess. And so I just will not order a sandwich or a hamburger um, as of now, um, maybe in a few years. But that is a complete nightmare for me. Well, do you know, I do order hamburgers, but what I would tend to do is almost treat the hamburger like a pizza bread. So I would hold the bottom and kind of squeeze tighter on the bottom so that everything is at the top and kind of eat my way round in a kind of half circle, if you know what I mean. But mm. it does take a bit of practice. And I do tend to sort of, once I've picked my burger up, it's not going back down. It's staying in my hand until it's finished because it's then that it all starts to slide about. But I tell you one of my things that I used to do, and it was so embarrassing, things like, um, you know, you order fish in a restaurant because you think, you know, it's easy to cut up fish. Um, it kind of falls apart. You get little bits mm-hmm. in your fork. Where can you go wrong? But you get this lovely wedge of lemon with your fish and uh, Mm. if you don't know it's there you end up putting a wedge of lemon in your mouth and I swear to God Maria the number of times that vanity has not allowed me to pull that piece of lemon out so I have sat and chewed on a big wedge of lemon I have done the exact same thing I have done that I have just you know you're you're you have your fork and you're just going around your plate and all of a sudden you have a wedge of lemon in your mouth and you think oh my gosh what do I do now do I kind of spit it out and hope no one sees I have not yet chewed it up and you go girl I have not yet chewed up the lemon but I have done that as well and a lot of times they do put little garnishes as decoration and whatnot and I have put things in my mouth that should just have stayed on the plate should absolutely (laughs) have stayed on the plate and you know a lot of times they'll bring you drinks like a soda or an iced tea and they have a straw in the drink but in some restaurants they leave the tip of it covered with the paper that originally came (laughs) on the straw I will put my mouth on there and the thinness, that paper, for whatever reason, like disintegrates right on your lips. Yeah. And you, you're like, um, you're trying to pull it off of your mouth. Meanwhile, everybody's like, you know, my kids just think that's the funniest thing ever. And I'm trying to pull that toilet paper out yeah. of my mouth because that's what it's like. But I've done that more times too. And I'm like, you know, I don't care about sanitation. Just take the paper off yes, the straw. Exactly. You know, I don't care. I've done that as well with um, prawn tails. Um, I've actually chewed on a prawn tail. And you know, because it's actually kind of semi-soft, you think it's it's got to the stage now where it's kind of half masticated in my mouth along with the prawn. So what do I actually do here? And you sit there with a twisted face, kind of puzzled, like, what is my next move? And in the end, I've just crunched on it and thought, you know, this is just hellish. It's awful that's something that could like cut your throat you know going yes. down <laughs> but at that time maria all i can think of is pride you know? <laughs> well exactly what if you're out to dinner with you know some executives you're at a business meeting or whatnot it depends on the situation too if i'm just with family then i'd probably just like oh god i just pull that out with my fingers but if you're at somewhere where maybe you don't know the people that well like you said business um you know a, a very important meeting 
you're probably going to chew up things that you wouldn't normally do if you were just, say, with your husband or family. Exactly. I think it's all about learning what to order when you're with a particular group of people. You know, now if I'm out with people, I will order things that are very easy, very manageable. If I'm with my husband or, or friends, close friends, then I can eat whatever I like. But, you know, there are situations I do remember when I'd first lost my sight, um, having a steak in front of some important people that I was trying to impress and uh, the steak knife was so blunt that by the time I had actually managed to saw through this piece of, of what felt like leather half the, the food on my plate was on my lap because I just pushed it around the plate so much so you've really got to be careful about who you're with and what you order. I agree it is it is situational for sure and um, that um, brings me to friends and family what is it about friends and family who think they can steal stuff off your plate because you won't see it. They steal my french fries. They take a little bite of something and all of a sudden I'm like, um, because I have just enough vision to see something kind of swipe across my plate and I'm like, hey, and that's kind of rude, honestly. Well, do you know something? I always remember being out years ago with an ex-boyfriend at his Christmas party and uh, it was all kind of employees and their partners and we're all sitting there having dinner and I was sitting next to my my ex-boyfriend's boss. He was to my left-hand side and for a starter, I ordered mussels and mussels are a great thing because you can eat them with your fingers. So, Mm. you know, you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. They give you a finger bowl. They give you a thing, you know, to put the empty mussel shells in. So you're pretty safe there. So I'm sitting eating my mussels, but I'm very aware as I'm eating them that his boss is taking mussels off my plate and eating them as well. And Uh uh, he turned around at one point and said to me, are you enjoying your mussels? And I said, yes. I said, they're beautiful. I said, are you enjoying my mussels? And he was really embarrassed <laughs> because I caught him. And you just know, whether you have a little tiny bit of vision or not, you just know when somebody's nicking off your plate. Yeah, I just think that's so rude. And it even goes to desserts. Okay, I love cheesecake. But what do they inevitably do for someone who's partially sighted like myself? They serve it on a white plate and cheesecake is white. You can't tell what's cheesecake, what's plate. You know, you're you're trying to take these small bites. Inevitably, you get half the piece on your fork, in your mouth. It really is hard to eat. It really, really is. That won't keep me from ordering it. I will always do what I have to do to eat a good piece of cheesecake. Now, let me ask you, um, having no vision at all, say you get a piece of cheesecake on a small plate. How do you manage something like that when you have no sight? Well, I would tend to, you know how you usually get a fork and a spoon? Well, I would tend to use the fork to almost position it, but not like sort of stick it in the top so you know, it looks like you're, you're about to carve a turkey. Stick it at the side and hold it in place and then eat it with the spoon. Well, good tip. Good tip right there. Very See, the much. thing is, I'm, I'm not a huge dessert fan, if I'm honest. I've usually eaten so much with a starter and a main course that I don't have room for dessert, so it's kind of liqueurs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. And that leads me to alcohol. You know, I love wine and I will have friends over. And, you know, sometimes I say, hey, come on over. It's comfortable in my own home or in my own backyard. And I'll say, hey, you guys bring, you know, little um, nibbles and things for us to eat. I'll supply the wine. That's easy. I can do that. Well, we'll have this great spread outside on our my patio, say. And it's all wonderful and fine. But 
for someone like me, I can't tell what's on the table. So I'll grab and my hand goes right into the hummus. And then I'll <laughs> kind of wipe that off and then I'll I'll grab and then it goes right into the salsa. And I'm like, oh gosh. So inevitably I need to ask people to, you know, get me a little plate of some things. And they will. They absolutely have no problem with that. But then I'm too embarrassed to ask for more. Well, this is the thing, but, because they always give you an absolute minuscule amount. And it's like, you know, hello, do you know me at all? Like, give me too much rather than too little. Right. And so meanwhile, they're all helping themselves to more and more and more. And they keep pouring my wine. That's not a problem. They're like, you want more wine? I'm like, sure. You know, they pour me more wine. But meanwhile, no one's offered. And I, I just still have this little part of me that's embarrassed to ask for more food. So I've eaten no food. And I've drank several glasses of wine. So you can only imagine how I end up at the end of the night, all because I'm too embarrassed to ask for more food. Well, listen, you need to learn just to ask for more food and just say, um, look, I don't want to, you know, have to keep asking for more. So uh, just just load my plate up and uh, I'll pick away at it. And what I don't want, um, I'll, I'll just leave. But then, of course, you never leave anything. But one final <laughs> note I will say on alcohol, and this is a real bugbearer of mine, because when I have a drink at dinner table, people will fill up your glass, but they won't tell you. So you think you've got a mouthful of wine left. You go to kind of throw it back down your throat, but actually it's a full glass and it ends up all down your face. And that annoys me so much. Or somebody giving you a glass of, you know, something with a straw in it and it either goes into your eye or up your nose. So, you know, that uh, is another bugbearer of mine. We could talk all day about, uh, you know, the, the mistakes and the funny things that we do. It's so incredibly amusing talking to you, it really is. And good to know that there's somebody else that makes the same mistakes that I do. It's been so much fun talking to you today. It really, really has. And uh, I think it's been a bit of an education for a lot of people, friends, family, people that have maybe never uh, come across blind or partially sighted people much in their lives. So um, every day is a school day here on uh, The Morning Mix. Oh, well, I'm going to say right here, I've actually picked up a few good tips from you, Jill. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Listen, Maria, your blogs are fantastic. You are a life blogger. You're a fitness coach. You're you're a mother. You're a, just an extraordinary woman. You really, really are. But if anybody wants to read your blogs, how can they do so? You can find my blogs at girlgoneblind.com. You can find me on Facebook at girlgoneblind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. Well, listen, it's been great fun, Maria. I'm looking forward already to speaking to you next week. You have a great one. And thanks for joining us here on RNIV Connect Radio. Thanks, Jill. We'll talk to you later. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.